Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Hey everyone, I am Jim Sarek, host here at Trade Show University. I want to welcome you to another episode in uh, Trade Show University. Who am I kidding? It's virtual <laughs> Trade Show University. Oh my gosh, that's what the, the world has turned into, virtual trade shows. Man, I long to get back to, uh, to those live events. Think back to the beginning of the pandemic. You had this busy spring show schedule. When those all got canceled, they moved to become a double-booked fall (laughs) show schedule. And uh, now those have all gone virtual. So now we have a ton of virtual events. So, again, we've got to get back to these live events. But, but hey, you know, I have just had – I've had to pivot in in this show to go virtual to give you the tips and the tricks because that's what the the people were requesting. And – just like me, you know, today's guest has also had to pivot. Their company has had to pivot. They've been a staple in the trade show event industry, and I'm really, really excited to hear about all the stuff they're doing today. So I want to introduce to you, to our guest today, his name is Adam Sublet. Adam is an account manager with Benchmark, where for decades, Benchmark has been building exhibits for environments and events for some major, major brands. Adam was born and raised in southern Medina, Ohio, and he currently resides in Montville Township, Ohio, with his wife, Amy, and their two sons, Reese and Evan. I want to welcome Adam. Welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to all the trade show warriors out there. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Uh, hello, everybody. Excited to be here with Jim tonight. Hopefully, shed some light on what's going on in our industry. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what you know, people want to know, especially, you know, why don't you, uh, just so people have a better understanding of, uh, of you and Benchmark, why don't you give us a little history about, uh, about Benchmark and, and when you came on board and what you've been doing? So Benchmark started in 2002. My father started the company, and previously before that, he owned uh, a similar company called Cyclonics in Medina also uh, that my grandfather had started. So uh, in the late 60s, my grandfather had started that company with a group of partners. Uh, My dad and a partner took over uh, Cyclonics there in the 90s and then sold it wrote out a non-compete for a few years, and then he started Benchmark. So that's how the start of Benchmark happens. And uh, I started with Benchmark in 2007, uh, traveling, doing setups and teardowns, supervising those. 
then I went into production management. So I was uh, in the shop for quite a few years. And then I kind of dabbled in some sales and I've started working more in operations now uh, as my dad's getting ready to retire. So third generation with my brother and sister uh, and it's, you know, a family business through and through and all the great things that come along with that on top of being in the trade show world, which is as crazy as it is. So it's, uh, (laughs) as you can imagine, it's tons of fun. Oh my gosh. You know what? When trade shows are rocking and rolling, uh, the pre-COVID times, they can be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, and they're definitely exciting. Right. There's so much going on. And one of the highlights is always to see those those amazing booths, those amazing displays. And that is, uh, I, I had actually had the privilege uh, years ago to walk through Benchmark's shop and see the work that they do and it's really anyone who has not had the opportunity to do that to walk through a trade show display building shop it's really mind-blowing to see the scale of things and, and how they're done and the engineering behind it and then all the woodworking and the and just all the different materials that they use it's really really amazing so obviously dad couldn't it was in his blood so he wrote like you say he wrote out a non-compete he started back up again in the same that's industry. right he, he i guess it's a glutton for punishment you know so, <laughs> one of those situations yeah it's it's in our blood so couldn't get away from it well let's let's as long as you brought the topic of up of what's going on today obviously uh the trade show world was turned upside down and and thrown off to the side and uh done horrible things too <laughs> and so for you guys that's that your main business is is in the trade show industry you you have pivoted uh, like a lot of companies out there you have pivoted tell us what is going on with benchmark today what is, what are the pivot that you guys made so yeah starting first week of march we were forced to cut down to about half of our normal staff at benchmark you hope for short-term turnaround, right? But you try to prepare for the worst. And I think right now we find ourselves in that worst case scenario. So in the beginning, we were looking at anything that we could do, put our skills to uh, providing PPE uh, where needed and, and things like that. Then, you know, you get through of several weeks of that of kind of like, okay, we can help here. And that's really what we wanted to do. I mean, that's what we do in this business. We help. There's challenges presented. We fix problems. That's what we do. So that's naturally where, where we went to was how can we help? And it, it, it turned out, thankfully, that some of the things that we were able to produce and we were able to provide weren't required, weren't needed. And that's a good and bad thing great for, you know, the overall population, but for the company, you know, it didn't get us anywhere. So Mm. that was tough in the beginning. And then, you know, we've done a couple of things as far as our permitted install side has gone. So museum interiors, restaurant interiors, uh, corporate interiors, things like that. We've been able to win some of those projects. They've been, again, few and far between, but Really what you alluded to, Jim, a little bit was the uh, virtual offering. And that's kind of where I think 
It's kind of like a renaissance in our industry. Uh, you know, a, a, a lot of people are rushing to get into it and see what they can, they can take their talents that they already have inside their buildings and provide to their customers. So uh, we're no different. We're taking our design experience, our sales experience, and then also using physical assets that our customers already have and have paid for. And we're going to use those, you know, and, and use them in our building and shoot photography of those and shoot videos, demo videos, things like that. Really, yeah, that's, that's the biggest pivot for us is uh, instead of traveling to shows, we're going to try to bring people to us. We have the space, we have the availability. So I think we can safely pull off an event in our location in Seville. We're in the infancy of this whole thing as an industry, so it'll we'll really have to see where where things go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now you said you're going to be doing things at your facility in Seville, but you're not you're not actually going to be like having thousands of people walking through there. You're doing it virtually. That's correct. So, so explain explain that. So we've created a program that we've we've branded Hive 360. It's a uh, hybrid interactive virtual event. Basically what we're doing is offering a custom uh, platform, virtual event platform for our customers that they can either integrate into an existing trade show uh, organized event that you're seeing a lot of show managements are offering uh, a virtual option in lieu of the, the live event or it can be used as a standalone event. So what we're doing is taking the space that we have in our building. We've created what we've, we call the black box. Uh, it's a, a large structure that we've kind of dressed up our warehouse building with uh, black fabric and black carpet that you can come and use your existing trade show assets. And we offer 360 degree photography and then, you know, from there, we can stitch that into this interactive platform. Or, you know, on, on the other hand, we can do uh, all new rendered environments for you as well. You know, we're really excited to get it off the ground and started. It sounds, it sounds incredible, really. Mm-hmm. To me, is if, I had my own, if I had a company and I had a booth, you know, say a 20 by 20 island boot that uh, people have become familiar with the look and feel of it. If that is something that uh, you guys built for me, now you could take that exact same booth and create a virtual environment around that booth. Is that what you're saying? That's absolutely correct. Yep. Wow. That is, that's really cool. (laughs) That is really cool. Now, uh, so then I could still have people maybe who I've seen for years at certain shows this year, they're, they're not going to miss it because I can still have them have that experience, but then throw in all the new things that we're, we're possibly doing, but they still get that same environment that they were used to at our show. That's correct. Yep. And then uh, we're offering, you know, the, the interactive touch points and high product highlights, things like that throughout the space that you can, it's, you know, you can take the tour of that space and, and engage in different areas of the booth similar to what you would do in a live event at a, at a real trade show. Um, and those, those hotspots can take you to a product demo or a, uh, a video uh, explanation video. 
maybe a feature and benefit graphic of the product. The sky's the limit as far as the options that you can do there. So we're really, we're offering, you know, kind of our expertise and saying, you know, what would you like to do with your product? How would you like to show it? And really make ourselves experts of our customers' products. That way we can help guide them in the right direction to get the most out of one of these virtual events. Let's go back to pre-COVID times and you're building displays for companies. Do you work with them to figure out what the flow is of the traffic coming to up to their booth and going through the booth and things like that? Do you, do you take that into consideration? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our design staff has a ton of experience, ton of exposure in the industry. And that's, that's a humongous benefit to our customers because they can kind of guide them again. You know, it's a, it's a, guide for somebody that may not have experience, you know, uh, in coming into the trade show world. So often people are kind of thrust into the trade show world and they didn't really imagine that they would be. So having people and experts there in design is huge. And, uh, you know, also most of our customers have been customers with us for a long, long time. So whether it's the same person or somebody new that's come onto the scene, you know, they can lean on you for the expertise in, in design and, and how, you know, how flow traffic works in, inside a booth, what the impacts of lighting or dimension does for you inside a booth space, no matter how large it is. So, yeah, that's, that's super important, something that we're very proud of, uh, our ability to help guide our customers through that and navigate that. Because it is, <laughs> if you're new to the game, it's, it's something that you probably have never thought about, but is super important. Absolutely. And the reason I went back to that about uh, building physical displays and, and, and taking all that into consideration is uh, and all the trade show warriors out there who have done this for years, you know how important it is to, you know, where I don't care if it's a, a little 10 by 10 booth all the way up to a large, you know, 30 by 30 or even larger booth. You know how important it is to have things positioned the right way to have your booth welcoming, you know, like Adam said, with the lighting, where your displays are at, where your counters are at, where you have your literature, where people are going to be standing. And so think about this. Now, now let's bring it back up to today and the virtual world and this new uh, product that you have, this virtual product benchmark, what they're offering is not just creating a virtual software, not just a new software tool that allows for a virtual quote unquote trade show, but they have the expertise on what it's like to be at a real show and to create your virtual space that's going to mimic that flow of a trade show, where things should be positioned. So it feels natural to someone who's been to shows before. They know where to look. It's engaging. And I'm sure just with a physical booth, lighting, positioning, all that is equally yeah. important to a virtual booth. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. And you got also you have to think, I mean, some of the some of the rules are out the window in the virtual world, you know, uh, you're not necessarily restricted to your island or your your peninsula booth configuration at that point. So you're creating more of a vignette of what works well with your product and with how you're trying to position it and sell it. So, you know, those things you don't necessarily need to build your square box 
trade show booth anymore. You can kind of think out of, outside of the box in that regard. That is something, you know, <laughs> in the few few positives that you can take away from from this uh, whole scenario. Well, you got my wheel spinning now. <laughs> yeah. Wheel spinning because yeah. when I think about a uh, a small company, you know, if you if you go to a, a typical show, maybe a, a larger show, uh, where you've got maybe eighty percent of the booths are ten little ten by tens, and then you've got your island displays and your larger displays and things like that. But the vast majority are the smaller uh, ten by ten booths, right in a line. For that company that was used to getting a ten by ten booth because that's what their budget allows. Now, virtually, it's, uh, you know, the, the gloves are off. <laughs> you could right. pick, you could pick and, and design a much larger booth that if, you know, think about what would the ultimate ideal booth be? How could, like Adam said, how could you best display your product, your services? You know, how could you best do a demo? And how would you create a booth if money was no object, if space was no object? And now you can, you could start to think that way. And so I hope some of you listening are going, wow, okay, what would I do? And some of these virtual platforms like Hive 360, and we'll, we'll, uh, is, is, is there a demo that people could look at? Yeah, sure. There's a demo on our website okay. at benchmark.us.com. Uh, okay. You can click the link to go to our demo. It takes you on a tour of our building here in Seville, actually. And nice. uh, it takes you to a small tour of the black box in, in, that we have set up in the back of our building. If, you know, you need a little bit more in-depth conversation, we're absolutely ready and willing to uh, talk to anybody about the platform and how it can be used. Now, you've already said that you you work with your current clients and your current customers Mm -hmm. on their existing assets, and you can put those into a virtual environment. But how about a company that's never never dealt with you before? This is brand new to them. Maybe they've never even done a show before, but they want to. Uh, Can they reach out to you? Can they still take advantage of of this kind of uh, platform? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, that's, uh, we encourage that. That'd be great for us. Uh, we love working with new people. As you know, our industry is, is relationship based, right? So we work with a lot of people currently that we've worked with for 30 plus years. And even if we're not the right fit for somebody, we have enough experience and enough, enough uh, time in the industry that we can point you in the right direction. Excellent. Uh, and I'll, dra- I'll drop the, uh, the links to their website and to uh, their demo page right in the show notes. So you know, click on the show notes and, and dive in there and uh, see what, what uh, they have to offer, what their platform has to offer. So Adam, as, as you've been developing this and you've obviously been, like you said, decades in building experiences, building environments, building those, those exhibits, uh, what do you see going forward? Do you, do you see things staying virtual? Do you see them uh, creating some sort of maybe a hybrid? Uh, what, what, do you, what are you hearing out there? What are you seeing? That's a good question, Jim. It's hard to say, you know, that the live events aren't going to come back to the full force that they were pre-COVID. I think people see offerings like the Hive 360 and other virtual events as maybe adequate, but they don't see them as on the same playing field as, as a live event, you know. Um, so I, I do believe that there's a space for the hybrid, the hybrid events going forward. Certainly, I think that there's 
you know, before we were working to very definitive show dates, the uh, interactive events give you the ability to extend your show dates really to a few weeks, a few months, a few years. What do you, what do you, what do you need it to be? Certainly up to a year to make that link live until the next uh, show. So I think, I think that's an interesting concept maybe that we haven't had in the past. Some of the interactive and the gamification that we've come up with and really been forced to innovate uh, with the hybrid events. I think some of that has a space in the live event world, right? So they work hand in hand. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I certainly believe that live events will come back and I certainly hope so as well. They're going to come back just as strong as they were. I'm not going to be a pessimist and say that they won't. So uh, that's what we're hoping for anyway, right? Yeah. And anyone who's been listening to Trade Show University for a while, you know I'm a huge fan of live events. and just There's nothing to, like it. I mean, yeah. you, like I said before, there's a lot of people like us, Jim, that are, are waiting and kind of clamoring for that to come back. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people who's, whose livelihoods depend on it. Anyone in the travel industry, anyone in the uh, event spaces that are working in the event space, anyone who is uh, the planners, the builders, the designers, so many people are, are, are depending on these shows coming back. But the cool thing is, and you mentioned some of this already, the cool thing is that you, you're developing these tools like Hive360 and other, uh, other platforms that are being developed right now. I think you're going you're gonna to see some of the things that you've learned from this. They're going to make their way into actual physical exhibits down the road. Some of the yep. taking some of the same applications and are going to be able to be able to put right into a booth. Even farther than that, Jim, I think we'll see it in some of our everyday life as well. You know, recently I was kind of clicking through our demo uh, that we have on our website and I was thinking to myself, you know, I have a five year old son, Reese, is about to start kindergarten here you know and obviously that's been pushed back about a month until he can go into school but mm -hmm. at that time they weren't going to do an orientation for kids going into kindergarten it was kind of you know going to be one of those things where you know as a parent you're like well I guess we're just crossing our fingers and and we're going to send him into his first day of school and hopefully he knows where <laughs> where he's going and yeah. his teacher and thing, things like that. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why can't this technology, why can't we use this technology to do maybe uh, an orientation type program into an elementary school for a kindergartner? And I can sit with Reese next to me and say, okay, buddy, let's, let's see where I'm going to drop you off first thing in the morning. And then you click and you go into uh, the front door and then maybe a little video with his teacher pops up and says, welcome to the year, you know, to the school year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, maybe do a tour of the floor plan of the school, all 360 degree photography and show them where the classroom is, where maybe a locker, where the lunchroom would be, or uh, the restroom, things like that. So I think there's a space for this technology in our everyday lives. You make su such a great point. I love the example of 
being with your five-year-old and taking them into their kindergarten class before that very first day? Because you have the opportunity to do that <laughs> pre-COVID. Sure. But, you know, and that, how scary could that be for, uh, for some kids to, to go into this brand new place? <laughs> for and... their parents, too, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just as nervous for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is so, yeah, especially your, your first one going off to school. Yeah, oh, you my know, gosh. yeah. So, so very cool to see this technology and, and you can see these life applications that are already happening and, and the technology is moving so fast that the capabilities are just getting so much better, the realism so much better. And now mm -hmm. you're, it's not just uh, computer generated graphics, but it's actually using actual photos, actual video and creating that immersive experience. So sure. amazing. Our challenge is, is engaging the end user with more content or more gamification to keep their interest, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about connections. It's all yep. about getting people engaged because, you know, when you're at the show and you're, you're in someone's booth, you've got your attention is on the booth. Mm -hmm. But when you're at home in front of a screen, all of a sudden your kid runs in the room, that's your attention's on your kid or your phone, uh, you know, beeps or something. It, there's so many things to draw our attention away from that screen. So your job is even tougher to keep, keep the uh, attendees eyes glued on the screen and building that exhibit, that experience in, in so many ways. And like you said, the gamification and the connections, so many different things that you've got to consider. I'm glad it's someone like you, and I know there's other companies out there as well, but have the experience already in the trade show industry. And you're the ones that are building this thing. So you can, uh, I'm excited to see what, uh, what Hive360 can do. That's really cool. Yeah, so are we, uh, we're very excited for the future um, of this program. And and where again, where it takes us into the future, and hopefully, you know, we're back to live events with, with some sort of crossover to the virtual event as well. You know, those two worlds coexist really well yeah. together. They do. They really do. And this, and this industry really plays itself well for that. You've been in the, you've been in the industry a long time, three generations, three generations. So you've you've grown up around it. Do you have any tips for? For some of the trade show warriors out there who are doing, they've done exhibits, they've done uh, shows for a long time, uh, or maybe in some new, some of the new people that are just getting into it for the first time, what tips would you have for them for, for success overall? Yeah, so I think pre-COVID and certainly with COVID, uh, our, our world and, and the way we make our living is, is super challenging, right? Um, there's always a deadline. My dad always says the show goes on whether we show up to it or not. So yeah. it always makes it a lot easier if, you know, you try to maintain a steady head through that process and, and be kind to people, right? So it doesn't make the job any easier if you have a bad attitude going into it. So that's what I would say to people coming in, you know, You'll certainly find yourself on a trade show floor or with your customer or, you know, with a coworker back to back at three o'clock in the morning trying to get something done. And hopefully that's somebody that you can have a laugh with. And that's, that's really, really what you're shooting for there. That's what I'll say about that. It's something that I have to work on myself sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> I try. 
Hey, sometimes you have to be to get the job done, you know? And yeah. Like, like you yeah. said, and everybody out there who has done shows, you know, it's, it's filled with deadlines. When yeah. do you have to order the electrical? When do you have to sign the papers? When do you have to Absolutely. move in? You know, there's so many deadlines that you have to, that you have to understand. And so the stress levels, especially right around those deadlines can get pretty high. Yeah. So Absolutely. great tip just to yeah. be kind cut people a little slack uh, and, and uh, just <laughs> yeah. be a little steady. And, and, and that goes with everything right now. I think uh, the longer this thing drags on, the more our nerves get a little shorter and yeah, we, I, we tend I, to blow up a little bit more. And, and then uh, I guess my other one that I would say is keep track of where you go, right? Uh, you're going you're gonna to travel a lot in this trade show industry. So I, this is one of the biggest regrets that I have is not writing down a cool bar or restaurant that I've been to or something. And then the next time I go to that city, I'm always like, Oh, I know, I know there's a cool place to go to and I can't remember the name. So <laughs> it's just something <laughs> I, I worked with a guy for a long time that actually kept a uh, journal of restaurants and I always have to call him and bug him and say, where's that place that we went to for steaks in Atlanta and these so keep that journal of restaurants oh my gosh you know what I wish I would have done that too because <laughs> I, a quick story I, oh shoot where were we I can't even remember what city it was because I've done so many shows over the years that journal <laughs> I just <laughs> I just remember being at a city and had a customer and we were like, Hey, we want to take you guys out to dinner. And there was a place we had in mind and couldn't remember the name of it. And we're like, Oh shoot. I can't remember. And I couldn't remember where the, what street it was on. And it's like, but it was a great place. And we turned to some, one of the other people who were with younger guy. And he's like, Oh, let's go to this place. I've heard that's great. And the vibe was just not what we wanted. Oh no. It was super hip and trendy and loud. <laughs> and we just we wanted a nice place to go grab a steak and just sit down and have a great conversation. And this place, we had to yell over each other. And it was, uh, yeah. So Yeah, if you make a suggestion, and, you know, if you're with customers or with coworkers, and you make a suggestion, it better be right. Because it can make you look like a hero. Or it could make you look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So a couple of great tips there. Adam, thank you so much. You've brought some Jim, great uh, insights to the industry, all your years in it, the third generation. <laughs> How cool is that over at Benchmark? And so what is the best way for uh, if people who want to reach out to you? They have got some questions maybe about Hive 360 or, or uh, anything about the industry. What's the best way to get for them to reach you? Sure. So you can email me adam.sublet at benchmark.us.com. Uh, you can reach me on LinkedIn, Adam Sublet, or you can call me at the office, 330-975-4214. Thanks again, Adam, for joining me here on Trade Show U. Jim, thank you. I appreciate you. that. Oh my thank gosh. So so, I'm excited to, uh, to dive in, to see more about Hive 360 and really uh, see where all the different technologies, there's so many different platforms that are coming online and, and to see where the industry is going to go. Uh, I'm excited for everybody, uh, especially as, as we get back to live and seeing how these two worlds will intertwine and mesh for a greater overall experience for everybody. 
So really exciting. So everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Get over to my website, tradeshowu.business, tradeshowtheletteru.biz. Drop your email there and I'm going to send you my free ultimate goal setting workbook, specifically for trade shows. And there's a whole new section in there about virtual events. So get over there, grab that. Uh, it's, it could be a a game changer for you and your next show virtual or live so thanks again for listening everybody check us out next time right here at trade show university we've come to the end of this class here at trade show university but we encourage you to never stop learning we have plenty more resources and information available on our website tradeshowu.biz be sure to sign up for our mailing list for exclusive insights and information to help you get your phd in roi You'll find all this and more at tradeshowu.biz. Until next time, class dismissed.